Hello, hello, hello. I'm your host, Drew. And I'm BJ. This is the Lowdown Sports Show, where we get the lowdown on all things basketball. This show is streamed live on both Facebook and Twitch on different occasions. Facebook.fb.gg slash the Drew League and twitch.tv slash the Drew League. This channel is also partnered with Gamer Advantage, Artesian Builds, Canva, and T Public. Gamer Advantage is the first clinic improving lens to stop the suppression of melatonin so that you get a better night's rest. They also offer prescriptions. Get yours today and use code THEDREW at checkout. Artesian Builds is ready to build your next PC live on Twitch and get it shipped to you within a week. Get up to $100 off by visiting their website and using code THEDREWLEAGUE at checkout. DM them and they'll optimize based on your budget. Canva makes design amazingly simple and fun. Create stunning designs with your photos and videos even if you're not a design expert, whether you need an Instagram story, logo maker birthday invitation, create all these graphic design needs, and more on Canva. TeePublic is the world's largest marketplace for independent creators to sell their work on the highest quarterly merchandise. Check out the merch through the shop link on this page and support this podcast. We are here today. We are guestless once again. It's me. It's BJ. We are here, and we're here to talk WNBA free agency. A little rough on our intro today, but we're making it through it. Here we got a lot of things on tap, uh, free agency things that happened today, a lot of things that happened over the past week in total since we were last with you guys, and we are back here talking it all today. BJ, how are you doing tonight, my man? I'm doing well, just trying to you know stay warm. Basically, <laughs> it's gonna get really cold really fast here in the next couple days. Uh, we were talking uh, off air just between you and I. Uh, we were set to try to get this recorded earlier in the week, and then so much happened, and we're like, "Oof! Thank goodness we were able to uh, right. hold off and and wait uh, to record this week until now." So, yeah, definitely a plus, especially with all that happened earlier today, which we'll dig into shortly here in this episode. Uh, first things first, we are all WNBA today, so if you've never heard of what the WNBA is, welcome. We're here to teach you a little bit today. Uh, we're in the teaching process with, with BJ as well as he gets really dived into the WNBA side. And, you know, I'm here. I've been doing this for a while. We're going to get this going for you guys. He, he's um, he's going he's gonna to serve as my yogi for this episode tonight. <laughs> <laughs> First things first today, guys, we had a WNBA player announce her retirement um, in the week that we have been gone since the last time we were on here, and that player is Renee Montgomery. Uh, Renee originally went to uh, University of Connecticut, where she won a national championship, uh, played for many years in the in the WNBA, two-time champion, uh, an all-star, and a sixth woman of the year in 2012 all-rookie team in 2009. Uh, good career for Renee. Uh, she's gotten she's gotten big doing a lot of different things outside of basketball since this past season she didn't play uh, due to coronavirus concerns. Yeah. And uh, she got really into, you know, just digging into digging into sports. And, you know, uh, she's covering games. I believe she, she, uh, she called a G League game this morning. She's calling games 
Uh, she's doing a lot, and it's incredible to see. Uh, as far as the basketball side of things, she was a good player. Obviously, oh, sure. she's a part of two championships, uh, you know, with the Minnesota Lynx in 15 and 17, and then did some things out in Atlanta uh, on the later part of her career. Uh, you know, definitely, definitely. Yeah, uh, Drew, Drew over 30. Over 3,500 career points, over 1,100 assists. And uh, actually, this is funny. Or, well, not funny, but this is intriguing. Uh, 532 career three-pointers. That's just that's good enough for 12th all-time in WNBA history. Man. She's got to be up there in the – where was that all-time ranking for her at again? Number 12 in terms of three-pointers made. In three-pointers made. 12. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I mean, and just, you know, playing 364 games. So that's, you know, an average of at least one every game closer to two, almost. Right. Oftentimes, you don't see many people like Renee come in and get, you know, multiple championships. You know, it's hard to win in the WNBA, but she came in with the Lynx um, in 15 and 17. They won the championship. Um Renee Montgomery, it's just, it's incredible to see, like, I didn't even realize, you know, uh, she didn't look like a 31-year-old player, like, when I started watching, you know, going to games and covering. No. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, it's just incredible to see her transition so easily and so effortlessly and, you know, so uh, so full out, like, uh, in the sports media world, just doing just doing incredible things so so far, just just grinding daily. And you know she announced that's she announced her retirement on her show, I believe it was, or at some show that she was on. You know, another great. I think she uh, probably probably put her in the Hall of Fame in the W. Oh, I, I would absolutely. Yeah, I would absolutely. I would absolutely think so. I'm. I don't know. I don't know how the uh, balloting process works. I know that you know there's. Uh, I think there's a good case for her in the uh, basketball Hall of Fame, not just, you know, women's basketball. Um, but it just depends because I, I, you only get to hear, oftentimes you only get to hear, you know, the NBA players and, and you know, the accomplishments of, of, you know, those that were in the NBA as opposed to those that contributed to the WNBA. And so... Uh, it should be interesting to see. I, I would imagine here she'll be eligible in, in a few years from now, right? Uh, a, I don't. I'm not sure about, if it's about, that quick of a time span, but. Well, um, I know that usually for NBA, it's like five years or it's less. Like four, that, yeah, I think four it's four. Or five, four or five years, yeah. Yeah. Because Kobe just came around and he's been out of the league. I mean, four, it was, you know, four years after, and then of course with what happened to him last year. Um, right. But I think, yes, I think you're right. It was, I think it's four. Yeah. And aside from the Renee Montgomery retirement, um, big trade happened today, BJ. That's right. Uh, four different teams involved. When he, when you hear about it and you like four teams, like what could possibly be being shuffled around yeah. in a fourteen trade, you know, a dozens of players, dozens of picks, dozens of cash considerations, as they say. <laughs> uh, but this one, I don't believe involved any cash consideration, just picks and players. And in a series of trades uh, on Wednesday, 
the number one pick in the WNBA draft ended up in Dallas in the hands of the Dallas Wings while New York obtained star yes, forward sir. Natasha Howard in a sign-and-trade deal from the defending champion Seattle Storm. Yeah. Uh, so this trade included, okay, here's how it went down. Liberty traded number one pick to Seattle in the Howard deal. And they flipped it. Uh, to Dallas in exchange for former UConn forward and former Dallas, now former Dallas Wings player, Katie Lou Samuelson, and the Wings' 2022 second-round draft pick. Yes, sir. So, great day for the Wings. Um, you know, Howard to New York is big. Uh, when you see what Sabrina could do when she was healthy coming into the league, you know, just, you know, her future is bright. Uh, Asia Durr, uh, hopefully coming back to play. You know, Natasha Howard coming into the mix now. They got Laney, uh, we talked about in our last episode. So they are tooled yeah. to, you know, do some things, uh, to win some games with uh, with players like that. You know, Howard was in MVP conversation uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, so she is she was one of the best players in the league, definitely. Uh, probably the one of the top two-way players in the league. Definitely yeah. probably top five for both sides of the ball purposes. Um, so big trade that went down today, uh, Seattle involved, Minnesota involved. What Minnesota got on this back end was, I believe that was, uh, Makia Herbert Harrigan and 2020 first round draft pick. They, she left, uh, and so they got Phoenix's first round pick for 2022. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. This is in within this trade, BJ. This is the first time in a long time that the number one pick has been traded uh, in the WNBA draft in WNBA history. Uh, the last it, time was in January 2010. Uh, wow. Minnesota dealt the top selection that year. Uh, Renee Montgomery went to Connecticut from Lindsey Whalen in the number two pick. The Sun eventually chose Tina Charles from UConn um, with that number. Uh, one pick in 2010, uh, who later went on to be, like it says, future MVP and MVP. And yeah. that other pick from Phoenix uh, went to and uh, drafted Duke's Lindsey Harding at number one, then shortly uh, after traded her to Minnesota. Isn't it funny how the circle of life seems to be? The last time that this happened, Renee Montgomery was involved, and now the next right. time it happens, she's calling it quits and, and hanging up the, the cleats and or not the cleats, but you know, the, the sneakers. <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> um, on the same day. Yes, sir. What do you know? You know, it's a Finds thing a to look at itself. Yeah. And always, you know, pops up in inopportune times, but it's just, it's cool to see those things. And we're just like, Oh, she retired today. And look, she's a part of this right here. Um, yeah. But yeah, big trade. So I want to talk about how that, how, uh, you know, that affects everybody in this situation. Seattle now missing two of their starters from this past season's championship team. Alicia Clark, all-defensive player. Natasha Howard, all-defensive player. Uh, former uh, MVP candidate. Um, yeah. Hey, Drew, was was uh, Seattle's uh, was part of the reason why they've been making a lot of moves uh, this offseason because of uh, cap issues? Uh, it's possible, but like, I just don't think, you know, some teams were just offering what, you know, Seattle didn't want to, I guess. They okay. felt like they were going to be okay if they let some things go, I guess. But 
and you think about you know how important the pieces that they let go were uh it's just it's kind of surprising that they let both of those escape and and not just you know one with clark and howard gone yeah Uh, you got to think that pulls them way out of the mix in you know championship current considerations now even though they have brianna stewart yeah um minnesota you know not not you know getting a whole lot out of this deal not losing a whole lot either uh yeah. just a part of it in a small way uh minnesota's still going to be a top team in the wnba next year uh dallas this is a great thing for dallas depending on i mean like it'll it'll be a great thing either way really. it could be a better thing um one way and a good thing the other way good thing they get they draft, you know, the number one, number two, and number five picks in the WNBA draft. Yeah, and they I was going to say, didn't they have good three young top players? Yeah, three top ten picks last year, too, Drew? It yeah, was they a, weren't top was, five, uh, but I thought they two, were top ten. Five and, two, five, and eight, I believe. Yeah, two, I five, thought, eight, yeah. I thought it was – yeah, I was about to say, I thought it was top ten, but not all top five. This is, I mean, a big step up for them. So, you yeah, had said – you had said they were one of, if not the youngest team in the WNBA last year, and that's mm-hmm. going to get even younger almost this year. Yeah, it would be incredible to me to see that they use all three of those and, you know, just want to get younger. They would probably at least go a whole year younger in, in total age. They're already officially the youngest as of right now with Natasha Howard going to New York and, you know, uh, adding them adding Laney too, older players to have, that boosts them up while Dallas didn't get any older this whole time and just their re-signings of late. Uh, Dallas, they draft those. They're probably going to be averaging 23 years of age next season if they don't do any moves. Um, You know, so it's just, it's crazy to see. It's crazy to think that they're going to draft all three of those players. Well, and Drew, don't they have uh, another pick in the lottery too? I think seven or eight as well. So they got four top ten picks. Okay. So that's I I wouldn't expect them to pay, take four players with those picks. I would probably see them maybe give you know two and seven uh, or maybe five and seven and and trade down or something for for something else. I don't know, but I don't think that the wings are going to be done wheeling and dealing uh, after getting the number one overall pick because I just I can't see them making four for you know top ten picks. I, I think they'll I think they'll get at least three players out of it, but I. I, I don't know. It's, it's, you know, you, you would run into that situation with the cap. If, if you did that, uh, that where you had four players all getting, you know, lottery pay. It's just not something that I think that I don't think it's smart. Like if you want to win anytime soon, like you think that the rebuild started a couple years ago when Agler came here, yeah. uh, which it did, you know, the drafting of Enrique, you know, the mm-hmm. drafting of Satu and a couple of other rookies last year, you know, that's the core you want to kind of, well, at least with uh, Satu and Enrique, you want to go with. And then, you know, uh, Ty Harris and Bella Allery on the team as well is what you want to keep as those young pieces. But you got so mm-hmm. many options now this year, too. Yeah. I don't, well, but you wouldn't want to get younger. Like the history of young teams in the WNBA is not good, you know, oh, so yeah. and that's. There hasn't been a young team that I think it was average age of 26, or uh, Detroit Shock, uh, you know, like 12 years ago to win a championship as being the youngest team in the league. But this team is about to be uh, almost three years younger than that yeah. team average age. Well, I'll uh, tell you, so. Drew, I'll tell you, Drew, as, as big as you were on uh, 
Charlie Collier uh, from Texas in the last episode. This pretty much guarantees that she'll be a wing. Pretty much. Um, you know, if, they, if they're going to draft, so whether they pick her first or her second, <laughs> it just remains to be seen at this point. Yeah. Um, they do go in with both of those picks. Or I would say slim to none, wouldn't you say? Because she's still, you know, at least from what I've seen, still around, you know, women's basketball circle is going to be uh, more than likely the number one pick in this year's draft. Yeah. Uh, so if they go through with that, expect Charlie Carlier to be wearing a Dallas Wings uniform. Absolutely. Um, which, you know, I don't really mind, but then again, like, I don't, we don't need all that youth. You know, last year was the first time that uh, Dallas had signed that many uh, players that they drafted, you know, played throughout the season with all of them. Um, and just, you know, to do it again, and, you know, have so many young players and it would have, you know, just six players in, Year two and under, that's half your team. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, they. I think they've already got almost uh, the full roster at this point already, don't they? Do they not? Before you even mm-hmm. make any picks? Mm-hmm. So they're, they're definitely not done in terms of, you know, making some deals, I would think. Yeah, I wouldn't think so. And talk about what this is doing for... Uh, New York here, the big, the big winners of this trade. You know, oh, I don't yeah. think they lose. I don't think they lose much in losing uh, their number one pick. Obviously, they didn't have much stock in the pick to begin with to go ahead and be able to ship a pick like that out. Yeah. Um, but for a player like Natasha Howard, I think it's worth it uh, with her being, you know, just 29 years of age. Um, so yeah, plus, plus, it's not like they dropped down too far. They're still in the top. I think they're in the top six. They're not in the top five. So with their with yeah, I, th- I still think they have another top pick. Uh, we'll have to check on that. Um, but still, you know what what they've lost. You know that top pick and uh, uh, Kia Nurse mm-hmm. and was yeah, Walker? Walker, Megan Walker, I believe it was. Yeah, Megan Walker. Um, so you know they didn't really lose a lot. They added Laney already, yeah. so that's that's kind of a fill-in for what they lost in Kia Nurse, mm-hmm. at least from an offensive perspective, uh, from on the scoring side. Uh, so, and then adding in Natasha just for uh, Natasha's going to be better than whatever pick you get in the WNBA draft at that number one. So, oh yeah, um, definitely worth it. And to give up, you know, just you know, one-time All-Star in Kia Nurse, who's mostly an offensive player and. Not, not gonna give you give you a ton defensively. Uh, I think they I think they made out just fine. Oh, I think so too. I mean, you add Natasha Howard to Sabrina uh, Iwanscu. I can't say her name ever. You know how <laughs> you you know who I'm talking about though. The yeah. the st- standout yeah. Oregon uh, star. Um, yes. I I can't ever say her name, but I mean you, you can know, just go with Sabrina. <laughs> I'll, I'll go with Sabrina. Yeah. <laughs> um, she, you know, at, as bad as the um, as bad as the Liberty were last year, I've, what they only won two games in the Wubble, right, or or something along those lines. It was, it was um, their final record wasn't that terrible. Um, they did have a bad season, obviously going back to get, and getting the to get the number pick. one pick. Yeah, yeah. But I think, I mean, yeah, when you 
you get, you know, you get Sabrina, you add yeah, in two games, how, two and twenty. Yikes! So you you got Sabrina, you add Natasha Howard, and I mean, I think that you know now you're looking at potentially saying, hey, could the New York Liberty be a playoff team in Sabrina's second year? I think it's legitimately, you know, you've got that the talent of Howard out there, you know, adding in and and bringing in some veteran, you know coaching and experience to give Sabrina and all the other young athletes on that team. And I think it's, I think it's possible for New York to make a playoff run now. You know, simply with the addition, you know, Sabrina coming back healthy, Laney Mm -hmm. coming in, Howard coming in. It looks like a playoff team to me, as long as you have pieces around it that are, you know, capable of being a good supporting cast, uh, then I don't see why that team doesn't make the playoffs. Yeah, I I agree. I think, uh, I think, you know, as, as, you know, there's some talent to be had in the the draft this year for sure, but I, it's not, you know, it's not that can't miss player like Sabrina was last year. So right. I think that it's one of those kind of things that's like they're more than happy to to parlay that into, you know, trying to get you better and get more experience brought in. And when it comes to Seattle, you know, what is what is their outlook going into this season like? Obviously, probably, you know, looking at them, defending champs, still trying to make the playoffs, you know, be competitive. But how competitive, uh, like, where are they going to sit now? You know, you got an old, you got an aging Sue Bird. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, got, you got a prime Brianna Stewart, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Uh, you got a great player in uh, Jordan Canada, good too. Uh, you, she'll get more, you know, of the reins as time goes on. Uh, but you lose those other key pieces like we talked about. They had mm-hmm. a, they had a decent bench last year, but... You know, other teams are spreading out, you know, you know, things are getting tougher. Teams and people are coming back healthier. Uh, so, you know, where do the defend, where do the defending champs sit um, after, you know, losing such key pieces, not only just, you know, in their totality as a team in their championships lately, yeah. but their defensive presence. Like that's a two of their main defenders, their best defenders gone. Yeah, well, and you know, we talked last week in uh, in the last episode about um, you know the aces really stepping up and and you know honestly one of the early favorites at this point to uh, to be the favorites coming out of the West, but the the moves that Seattle made today are solely to try to make sure that they're they're not you know that this depend defending champion is not going to be their last shot with this you know makeup this core. Uh, around you know Bree Stewart and and, uh, and Sue Bird, um, so it's one of those kind of things that you know we'll see. They may not you know be like the world beaters, but I still think they're a playoff team. I still think that with the experience they've got, you know, put them in a best of five playoff matchup, and it's going to be tough to beat them. So you know there there are only a few teams out in the West I think that can legitimately compete with the Storm. The Aces are one of them. And, you know, it, it'll just depend on, you know, seeding and, and matchups to determine, you know, who, who, who do you like? I think right now it's easily aces over storm, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, it all remains to be seen. But I think it's, I think it's without a doubt. With, with those losses, it's definitely, uh, you know, aces have a, a significant edge over them. Uh, For sure. Guys, we're going to come back here in just a little bit. We got a lot of things to still talk about in the WNBA, some players moving to some other teams, uh, some re-signings, a lot of things still ahead on the lowdown. So make sure you make sure you guys 
Keep it locked. We'll be right here back on the Lowdown Sports Show. And we are back here live on the Lowdown Sports Show, guys. So far, if you are just now joining us, um, for those that are coming back, uh, we have been talking Renee Montgomery. She retired from the WNBA. Uh, she retired as a two-time champion in 2015 and 2017 with the Minnesota Lynx. We were also talking about the trade that went down today between Seattle, uh, Minnesota, Dallas, and New York. You know, number one trade went to Dallas. Like I said, a lot of things went down in that big trade. Four teams were involved. Guys, that's what we've been talking about so far. Uh, and we still got a lot of things to talk about today. And right now we want to dig into... Um, some moves that went down, some players switched teams. We got a few players that we want to discuss right now uh, and their impact of what this move means and how much it helps the other team uh, going into this next season. Uh, first place we want to start off with and first player that we want to begin uh, discussing is uh, Candace Dupree. Uh, Candace Dupree signed with the Seattle Storm. Um She's a 15-year WNBA veteran, man. Um, she is a champion in 2014, seven-time WNBA All-Star, mm -hmm. all-rookie team back in 2006. Um, you know, one of the league's leading scorers of all time. Yeah. Uh, I believe she ranks, you know, all-time in field goal attempts or in field goals made second and games played for a career seventh. Well, she's fifth in points scored and sixth in rebounds in league history. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. She is one of the most dynamic scorers to ever step foot in the WNBA. And yeah. now she's going to the defending champs. Though Four she's she's many years in the league, like 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 we said, you know, uh, a veteran, you know, fifteen year veteran. Uh, though we talked about the losses earlier that Seattle had in in Clark and Howard mm -hmm. and Dupree going in to, you know, kind of fix some of that loss, but not yeah. totally because she's not, A, she's not the young player that she used to be. Yeah. Uh, and she's not compensating enough on the defensive end for both of those players. She yeah. can score a bucket for to you know, oh, yeah. to, you know, maybe equal out what they can get. Sure, she can still shoot it. She can still get some buckets when... Uh, you know when she needs to get one, uh, but defensively she's not she's not filling that void really any at all. Four, uh, 14, 14 or more straight seasons with uh, double digit average scoring, only one you know yeah. one of only three players ever to do that. You were talking about you know Montgomery and and how she should be in the, you know Hall of Fame. I mean, this is even more remarkable what Candace Dupree has been able to do, and I think oh, that yeah. she's got. For sure, uh, a great case when when she decides that uh, she wants to to hang up the sneakers. Oh, bro, it's a, it's it's automatic. There's no question that Candace oh, yeah. is getting. It. Uh, you know, she's one of the league's all-time leading scorers, champion. You know, she's she's definitely getting in there with that multi-time All-Star. Yeah, seven time. Uh, so it's it's no question. Uh, the yeah. question is, how do you see this move benefiting Seattle? Uh, in terms of in comparison with what they've lost. Well, like you said, I mean, and, and you take into the account the trades that went down and what they added via trade. I mean, I 
Dupree is not one of those. I mean, she's not going to be like the, the star anymore on Seattle. Uh, you know, she's a very good role player and, and, and complimentary piece to have along with, with um, Sue Bird and, and uh, Bree Stewart. Uh, but like you said, you know, her defense, not as good as it was when she was younger and, and she can still get a bucket every now and again. But I think part of the reason that she's coming to Seattle is to help out uh, and, and, you know, make sure that they continue to have their championship level expectations, continue to be a mentor for, for the youth uh, on that team. I think it's a great addition in terms of for a leadership role. Uh, but, I mean, she's not, you know, she's not, <laughs> that's not to say that she's not going to still be able to go out there and, and perform at a high level. Uh, I think, you know, it's it's going to, I think it's a solid addition uh, that they could add in terms of to give them a playmaker that's not going to, you know, have like the superstar contract kind of thing that they can still, you know, try to get go and get her one more ring before she decides that uh, she's, you know, had called it quits, you know. Yeah, she's 36, so she's got to slide into, you know, she was already pretty much sliding into one in Indiana yeah. uh, as of late. In, in a way, but, you know, she still had a significant presence uh, out there, but, uh, you know, just at the tail end of her career, not as, you know, takeover-ish. She's not like, you know, how Taraji, Taraji is aging like fine wine, you know. She's still, mm-hmm. you know, last year she was, uh, I believe, fifth in MVP voting. Uh, so, you know, she she can still get her bucket, you know, Candace can still get hers, but, you know, when it comes to, you know, uh, uh, being, you know, who they were back in the day as far as uh, dynamic when they were in their prime. Uh, it's not those days anymore. Uh, and Candace, you know, like you said, in a leadership perspective is where it's going to be the most helpful uh, yeah. in Seattle right now. Uh, even though they still, they have leadership, you know, in, you know, in one of the best coaches in what Bird. they've got, one of the best players in Bird. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, this is just, this is just adding to it. Um, but, you know, I don't think it, it doesn't move the needle enough to, you know, it's like maybe years ago, this would have been like a key addition, but it doesn't, it doesn't affect as much uh, nowadays uh, when yeah. you talk about moving Candace Dupree to Seattle. Yeah. Um, when it comes to Indiana, you know, it make it lines up things for, you know, the youth that they have though. It does set things up in Indiana because they already, they traded away a Chanwa to Minnesota and now Dupree is going to Seattle. So that's two bigs that had some minutes uh, taken away from the young players that they drafted over the past couple of years. You know, uh, last season, uh, you know, Dupree was still averaging 30 minutes played a game. Wow. Uh, so taken away from players like Tierra McCowan yeah. and, you know, uh, Lauren Cox, as she was coming back trying to get a groove, uh, she started playing later in the season. Um now those players can actually see. Now you can get a glimpse of what it's like of those two players on the court at the same time, and see what that future could like look like with those uh, young players getting more minutes. Because Tierra McCown, she can be the best big in the league uh, if she gets if she gets those touches and she gets those reins in Indiana like she needs. Yeah, uh, and, you know, Cox and, and never it, got Cox never got any room to shine last year. Uh, barely got to play a little bit, you know, and now she's coming back fully healthy you know, ready to go, you know, more minutes are there for her now. 
uh, what that duo could look like, plus with the scoring outside from Mitchell, uh, you know. Yeah. You know, who who knows what Indiana's going to look like? Well, it's definitely I mean, good for those youth that they're trying to develop over there. Yeah, and Indiana uh, also had another addition as well today, Drew. Uh, they added a multi-year contract with Danielle Robinson as well. Yes. Yes, Indiana. Yeah, along with losing, you know, they lost to free, but they gained Danielle Robinson, you know, a former all-star. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Danielle can help things out. They've lost, you know, the loss of uh, uh, another player that we're going to mention here in a minute mm-hmm. uh, is is the void that she's filling. And anybody who knows, you know, WNBA knows wh- who we're talking about at this point as far as the point guard position. You know, Danielle plays point guard. Uh, Erica Wheeler, who we'll get to shortly, yes. uh, definitely helps out at point guard. Uh, you know, nothing big. We saw that the Mitchells can still handle things out there. Uh, you know, and you, you know, Tiffany can score with the best of them. So, mm-hmm. you know, Tiffany and Kelsey really. Um, so, it's just a good, it's a good veteran to put in there to help, you know, keep pace out in Indiana with what, with what they've got as far as those, those players that are that are young, that they're finally getting minutes to help. It's it's a good help balance from the veteran they lost right here, uh, to replace that presence. You know, Erica was young. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, you saw that players at the guard position in Indiana could still ball uh, with or without Erica there. Yeah, so it's a, it's a good – I think it's a plus for Indiana more than it's a plus for Seattle from a uh, from a basketball and a future standpoint. Because, you know, Dupree's at the tail end of her career. She could retire after this season or the next season. Uh, so who knows? Uh, but you got – you got a player like Danielle Robinson who's still got a little bit more years left. I have to believe she's uh, 32, I would say, right now. Uh, don't quote me on that. Uh, somewhere around there. And uh, still got still got some years. And, uh, you know, those young players that I was talking about, McCowan and Cox, got the whole careers ahead of them. Only been in the league a year and two years. So, you know, it's, it's great for Indiana. Uh, oh, sure. I don't know if yeah, does it make them a playoff team. Don't know. Uh, still some movement to be had, but you know it definitely. You got to see what McCown and Cox look like out there together uh, with significant minutes. Uh, yes. It definitely gives them a chance to maybe crack in at the bottom. They're not like a competing for a championship team right now. Maybe somewhere along down the line when they add some more pieces uh, to those to to what they have right there, uh, those building blocks going forward. But as of right now, they're a fringe playoff team in my eyes. Um, yeah, I would I would agree with that. I, I absolutely I think that uh, that's a fair statement to make. And and like you said, uh, you know, not just fever adding uh, Robinson, but they also lost a big part with Erica Wheeler going to the LA Sparks. Yeah, yeah. When it comes to when it comes to Wheeler, she was just you know coming into her own and all star. You know, before this past season, she didn't play this past season. But All Star in 2019, the MVP of the All Star Game, uh, you know, you know, a good future that we thought was going to be happening in Indiana is now taking its talents to LA uh, in a trade. Um, so Wheeler in LA, it doesn't completely fill the void of Chelsea Gray. It helps. It doesn't completely fill the void though. Um, it's definitely definitely a good piece to chalk up, you know, you know, all star filling in for an all star. You can't ask for much more than that. 
uh, when you're when you're dealing one of your your top players. You know what I'm saying? So uh, to replace it with another another All Star is a win for uh, L.A. Absolutely. You assume that uh, Erica hasn't missed a beat. Um, you know when it comes to her offensive game. Uh, you never know. I mean, you didn't know what type of player she was yet. You know what she's becoming. Uh, we'll just we'll just have to see and you know what it's like and her role in in L.A. But you know, Absolutely. LA losing Chelsea Gray, they had to fill that. You know, losing Candace Parker. Yeah. Uh, you know, gives Nakamura the reins as uh, as an offensive player now. She's been the, she's an MVP when when Candace was there back in '16. And imagine what Nika can do now when, you know, it's pretty much her team. Yeah, and Wheeler's um, so Wheeler Wheeler's only exciting. twenty. Yeah, Wheeler's only twenty nine. So. Uh, you know, the Sparks have gotten younger as a result of uh, the additions uh, and subtractions they've made in this free agency. It's, it's, it's definitely interesting, everything that we've seen transpire here in the first week and a half of, of WNBA free agency. The league almost, you know, it's, it's not going to look completely different, but it's going to look a lot different when we get to the uh, start of the 2021 season. Oh yeah, it's 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 a lot different. It's gonna be it's it's a lot of mix-ups already, and we, mm-hmm. uh, you know, obviously we still have a draft to do in April. Yeah. Uh, but you know, as far as player movement so far, it's it's gonna be it's it's gonna be looking different. It's nice, uh, you know, nice to see, and you you know, I think it's gonna make things even more competitive than than the league was already heading. You know, in that direction as far as getting more and more competitive each year. But you know, this swapping around of teams, kind of evening things out, you know. Giving giving a bottom of the league uh, team, you know, uh, one of the best players in the league, and you know, uh, you know, a former All Star coming back to Vegas and Cam Beige to play, a new one coming in with Chelsea Gray, you know, a pair of All Stars leaving LA, one going to LA now, and you know, you know, Dallas just not much, not doing much yet except for collecting picks and re-signing stuff, <laughs> which we'll get to later. Uh, with with another one of their re-signings, but you know, just everybody moving around. It's it's crazy to see the movement, and you know, uh, you know, a lot of players we saw that uh, are re-signing. Most most of these people, uh, we expected to to do some re-signings, and we'll get into those things later. But mm-hmm. uh, as far as like you know, BJ, what do you think when when you look at what we've talked about? Uh, over the past couple of episodes with this free agency news that's gone on these past couple of weeks. Um, wh- where do you see the the rankings of, like, who do you see the bottom teams being next year based on, you know, looking at these moves and these rosters of what you have now? You know, because well, we, uh, no, we obviously acknowledge that Vegas is not one of those teams in the bottom. No. Uh, you know. Washington is not one of those teams in the bottom. No, no, and and I. Connecticut is not one of those teams in the bottom. I, no. Uh, the, you the, know, the sky. I, I wouldn't say one of those teams in the bottom. I I wouldn't say so either. With uh, you know, especially with the addition of Candace Parker, um, I you know we talked about New York as as one of those that uh, is kind of I think take a a rise up. Honestly, in looking at, you know, based on last year, depending upon what Dallas does with their their picks, I, I mm-hmm. could see them missing the playoffs. They're still, you know, get very youthful and, and uh, you know, yeah, adding, adding, 
you know, even more youth. I think as as they play together for a few years, then you could see them start to rise up. But I think Dallas and I see Atlanta. I think Atlanta will probably be one of those that will still kind of stay at the around the bottom. Okay, so uh, Dallas and Atlanta are looking on the outside looking in. I say Indiana. Depends on how Indiana the Indiana still. Okay. Yeah, I think think Indiana stays on the outside for now, depending upon what kind of uh, production we see from their young players. Uh, oh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to say, cause if New York makes it in, then somebody's going to miss out. And I'm trying to think out of the teams that made it in Chicago, I don't see missing Connecticut. I don't see missing. And I don't see Washington missing. So I'm looking for the, where do the Liberty crack in? I mean, it, it's, it may come down to Washington and New York as to, you know, which one of those really? teams. Washington? I, I, I could see it. I could see it. With, with Don back, Tina Charles back. Yeah, it just depends on what they get uh, from from their returning players. I mean, I, I think they're oh. very good and, and, and definitely should be in the playoffs. But, I mean... It's like I said, you know, New York is going to be good. I think they're already with what they've done are on like the fringe playoff. Now, you know, it that's that's in my opinion where they could kind of sneak in. Either them or maybe 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 Connecticut, maybe, but I don't see it. So, so what you have right now, you got Atlanta, Dallas. Uh, Indiana. Indiana and Washington missing the playoffs. Yeah, but I think Washington and New York are like, you know, within like a game of each other, maybe. It, it's going to be real close. Okay. So you think, okay, you think Mystics are borderline missing the playoffs? Yeah. If, if the Liberty, if the Liberty sneak fringe in, making it or not. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's, that's where I see if, if the Liberty crack in, that's where they're going to. Uh, be able to make the playoffs in that that spot, and so it'll just okay. depend on maybe you know one head-to-head matchup could be the difference. Okay, who are your champs? I still say Vegas, even with everything that Vegas we've uh, seen. I mean, it's it's gonna be tough to beat the Aces. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. There goes there. That's BJ. You guys heard that here on the lowdown. You heard BJ's pick. You set, heard set, who he's got set. missing the playoffs as well. Send all the hate mail my way, as per the usual. <laughs> Send him his hate mail. <laughs> um, interesting that you think Washington's going to be borderline. That's con- that's interesting. It, it is it is hard to say when you look around, you know, the league now. You know, I definitely don't think that Atlanta's going to be one of those that, you know, busts into the playoffs, so I agree with that. Dallas, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to be, you know, if, if they get, if they draft all three players you know and, just, and keep them all you know and just uh, you know restructure you know you know let some people go and you know let those players come aboard or you know one or two of those players come aboard that they draft uh, i don't and with new coach johnson coming in it would be unfortunate quite unfortunate if they did not make the playoffs you know they were so close this past season just a half a game uh, they were right on the edge. I couldn't imagine them getting worse this next season. But uh, also, 
You know, to, I still can't imagine them drafting all three of those top five players. Uh, those yeah. those top five picks and one, two, and five. Yeah. I just I can't see it. But you know, if they do, you know, I'm I'm leaning towards more agreeing on them not making the playoffs. But mm-hmm. if they, you know, make a move with that, you know, bring in another uh, you know, big name player with moving one of those picks, moving one or two of those picks, then I'm more comfortable with saying that they will make the playoffs. You know, probably yeah. no matter who that is, as long as it's, you know, kinda I'd say a star. Uh, yeah. The Sparks, uh, you know, addition of Wheeler, you know, loss of Gray, loss of Parker, you know, with NECA and Christy Tolliver coming back. The, you know, depending on what NECA can do as far as carrying this team and, you know, how Wheeler and Christy Tolliver affect it, I think that could be one of the borderline playoff teams in the L.A. Sparks. Um, I just don't see, you know, it, it's a it's a weird mix kind of players but I feel like you know with things falling apart losing you know a franchise player like Candace Parker and you know a top player Chelsea Gray you know having to kind of retool and like re-go about how you do things when a lot of things flow through them for years uh, I think they're going to struggle a little bit putting that all together and maybe you know be that fringe playoff team uh, whether they miss or make it uh, Phoenix Mercury, you know, DT, as long as she's healthy, she can keep you in the mix. Mm-hmm. Um, SDS, you know, healthy season again. You know, those two, that was the top scoring duo in the league last year. Uh, so they could come back and be hot and healthy. Depending on what happens with BG uh, is, is where their status lies. Because uh, I don't know what they would look like for a full season without her in terms of you know, playoff picture, especially with this movement. Uh, you know, Sky yeah. get better. The Shield should come back healthy. Uh, Copper come back healthy. Uh, you know, Sloot back again, Quigley back. Uh, no Cheyenne Parker, but addition of Candace Parker is, you know, enough of a replacement, you know, a fill-in on both ends of the ball. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they're still, you know, they're still playoff bound for sure. Indiana Fever, I think they're missing. I agree with you. Uh, they're they're in their rebuild year, and I think they'll be, you know, one of the bottom uh, two teams probably in, in the league. Uh, Minnesota Lynx, they're coming back with the Rookie of the Year. They're coming back with the Rookie of the Year uh, from two years ago, who is an all-star in Collier. Sylvia Fowles coming back healthy. Addition of Caleb McBride, addition of Natalie Achanwa, addition of, I believe, Ariel Powers. Um you know, they're going to be definitely a playoff team, one of the best teams in the league, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, so no worries about them. Seattle Storm, um, you know, remains to be seen. I think they'll be one of those around the fringe as well. Uh, you know, Stewie's still going to ball out, but um, will they have enough defensively to, to hold what they lost and be able to be a playoff team? We'll see. Uh, yeah. The Sun... They're getting John Quill Jones back. Uh, Alyssa Thomas got a leg injury, uh, lower leg injury overseas. I uh, don't remember what the current status of that is, um, but they, they're still getting back. You know, a former MVP candidate and John Quell. So, um, and bringing back you know Bonner, and you know everybody that they had, uh, pretty much. So you know, I think they'll be playoff team, especially if they don't. Uh, start off in a slump like they did last year, and I don't think they will with the return of John Quill. 
Uh, Aces, you know how we feel about the Aces, one of the best mm-hmm. teams, title favorites. Uh, Liberty, uh, fringe playoff team, like you said. Uh, I believe, you know, floating around the eighth where where they're in or out. Uh, Mystics, you know, I think as long as they don't lose Misaman, which I don't believe there's any uh, updated status on that as of yet, but as long as they don't lose her, I think they're definitely a playoff team. Um, You know, maybe the tools left around EDD and Tina Charles uh, would be the determining factor uh, in, you know, where they are as far as getting to the playoffs or not, but, you know, Two former MVPs, you know, you don't really count that team. Uh, the two players out from carrying the team to the playoffs. Uh, so we, uh, I definitely, I think they're playoff bound. They're playoff bound. Sounds good to me, Drew. Um, I mean, go ahead. I was going to say, I, I, you know, that, I don't, I, you know, we only disagree, you know, a little bit. I mean, I can give you the, you know, with Washington and it depends on, you know, if they, you know, the player playmakers return healthy and everything like that. Uh, that that's about the only place that we really disagree that I see. Right. You know, it's going to, it's going to be a good season. I'm ready for, I'm ready for it to start up, ready for the draft to happen, you know, drafting just, you know, a couple months uh, and then the season and, you know, about three. So, Ready to kick things off, you know, more than likely expecting to be back at the uh, the arena in some capacity, more than likely, I think you'd think. Since, yeah, I hope you know, so. NBA games are opening a little bit in small capacities. You think the WNBA ones will as well, uh, yeah. instead of them having their own bubble. Uh, but yeah, you know, exciting things coming up in this next WNBA season. Uh, lots of player movement going on that we talked about in our last episode and these moves today. Uh, quick, uh, quick, quickly recapping, Dupree to Seattle. Candace Dupree went to the Seattle Storm. Danielle Robinson went to the Indiana Fever. And Erica Wheeler went to the L.A. Sparks. Guys, we're going to take a quick ad break right now, guys. We're going to be back here in just a moment here on the Lowdown Sports Show. Still plenty of things to talk about before we head out today. So, Hang tight. We will be back here on the Low Down Sports Show. And we are back here on the Low Down Sports Show, guys. We're back here with you, and we've been talking a lot of WNBA today. To recap, you guys, what we've been talking about so far, uh, Renee Montgomery retired from the WNBA. Sad face. Candace DeVry went to the Seattle Storm. Danielle Robinson went to the Indiana Fever. Erica Wheeler went to the LA Sparks. And four-team trade, guys. This was a four-team trade between the Seattle Storm, the Minnesota Lynx, the Dallas Wings, and the New York Liberty. Dallas Wings involvement. They acquired the number one overall pick in the 2021 WNBA draft from Seattle via New York for forward Katie Lou Samuelson and Dallas's second-round pick in 2022. On the New York side of things, they acquired three-time WNBA champion Natasha Howard and two-time champion Sammy Whitcomb from the Seattle Storm in separate trade transactions. 
the other part of it from the Phoenix side of things. Uh, they acquired all-star wing Kia Nurse and wing Megan Walker from the Liberty. Uh, in exchange, Phoenix has sent 21 first-round pick, six overall, and 2022 first-round pick to the New York Liberty in this big trade transaction. And finally, completely on the storm side of things, like we said, they acquired Katie Lou, and they acquired Mika Kiki Herbert Harrigan from the Minnesota Lynx. This was on Tuesday. It was following the move from New Howard to New York. And the Storm received Dallas and New York's 2022 second-round picks. Whitcomb was traded to New York in exchange for the player rights to Stephanie Talbot, who is the final piece of that puzzle. That's that big trade that went down, BJ. All those, yes, all those sir. four. And that's, uh, that's what we discussed earlier in the show, ladies and gentlemen. And the final things that we're going to talk about today are some players that did not leave their homes like these individuals are doing in these trades they actually re-signed with their teams a number of players did brianna jones re-signed with connecticut and not actually guys not all of these players are today uh these player these transactions are ha- these happened over the course uh since our last episode uh yeah. let me correct myself jones she re-signed with connecticut mm-hmm. jasmine thomas re-signed with connecticut uh, good read signs for Connecticut. Connecticut key pieces. Uh, Brianna, jo- uh, Brianna Jones was uh, in the most improved player uh, candidate conversation for the majority of the year last season. Uh, Jasmine Thomas came up big in the playoffs for the Connecticut Sun and has been a big piece, uh, you know, helping out in Connecticut ever since she got there. She's been an all-star in Connecticut, so definitely good to bring her back. We had two other, actually three other ones that went down today, and we'll talk about the impact from each of these individually. We'll just run through them right now. Uh, De'Erica Hamby signed an extension to stay in Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. Back-to-back sixth woman of the year, staying packed in Vegas. You know, think about that that front-line arsenal we've been talking about, BJ. Cam Beige, Wilson, Chelsea Gray, Angel McCautry. Don't forget about her as well. And the sixth woman of the year off the bench. Yeah. When you look at that and when you think about that and sit back, how it's, can it, you have anybody else as a favorite? I was about to say, I mean, it's, it's it, they're going to be tough to beat. I mean, especially because you got to beat them three out of five times in a playoff series. Right. And one of the other ones that went down uh, since we last had an episode, uh, Brittany Sykes signed an extension to stay in L.A., uh, you know, recent accolade Brittany Sykes all defensive player this past season she was an all-rookie team back in 2017 same uh same draft class as uh, Dallas as Alicia Gray Uh, I believe she she actually I think she came up second in rookie of the year voting uh that year so uh, you know Brittany Sykes doing some good things in LA uh you know being you know a, a key piece for her or for the Sparks last year especially defensively uh like I'm saying yeah well you know so Good re-signing for L.A., you know, definitely helping them out. Uh, for sure. On both ends, just to get score the basketball. Uh, so, good move there. So, BJ, your reactions. Oh, wait. Oh, forgot about one. And one <laughs> the that big I should one. have said already. Yeah. <laughs> one that I should have said already. Kayla Thornton re-signing to come back to Dallas. Uh, BJ, out of all these, and we'll, we'll go ahead and kick it off. We'll start it with uh, – Brianna Jones and Jasmine Thomas. What are your reactions to their re-signings, and how how much do you think it helps out Connecticut this next season? 
Well, it definitely helps out Connecticut bringing back two of their, you know, star players, you know, especially uh, from the guard position with, uh, you know, Jasmine Thomas. But I, I still think Brianna Jones is, is probably the more important signing there that they were able to, to get back and on a multi-year deal. In fact, I mean, you look at just, you know, last season averaging career high and, in, in, you know, points, rebounds, she had, uh, you know, almost two steals a game, third in the team for both the regular and the postseason. I mean, it's she's definitely one of those that uh, Connecticut wanted. I think probably that was their their, you know, who they wanted to resign the most. Uh, and they were able to get not just her, but also bring back uh, Jasmine Thomas. I think that as good as Connecticut was last year, you know, this is, and we'll, we'll ask, I, I've got a question kind of related on this. You know, this definitely, I think, improves Connecticut stock in the East. And I think that that, you know, helps keep them in that safe position where I, I just, we talked about it earlier in terms of, you know, where a team like the Liberty could could crack in. Uh, I don't think they're taking Connecticut's uh, playoff spot away from them. You know, these I think these were these were high impact re-signings for Connecticut. Uh, you know, uh, Brianna Jones obviously becoming you know a better player as the years go on. So you want to keep her, uh, you know, out in out in Connecticut, and they're and they're keeping the majority of what they've had over the seasons is taking them taking them deep in the playoffs into the finals. Yeah. So you know, I, I think that definitely helps out their situation. And, you know, helps out the guard position with, you know, Thomas coming back. Uh, reactions to Hamby in uh, Vegas? Well, I was going to say, I mean, the rich get richer. I think that <laughs> keep, keeping her and, and, you know, having a playmaker like that coming off the bench, you know, we talked, you know, we talked about it last episode with all the additions that Vegas had and then to, to bring back Hamby. I mean, like, I, I just, I don't know what else you can really say about her, uh, than what's already been said uh, and and how this keeps the aces up at the top of the Western Conference and, and you know, in my my still in my opinion, the, the favorites to beat in terms of making a championship run. You got to think, you know, when, when this, when you talk about the re-signing of Hamby to Vegas, you got to think how much her progression as a player will be impeded with the return of Cam Beige. Yeah, because last season, you know, she's she's gotten better uh, significantly the past two seasons. Obviously, winning those two six women of the year awards, you know, uh, she's had career high scoring marks in the past two seasons: eleven points per game in nineteen, and thirteen points per game last season. Um, you know, obviously, what we're thinking, you know, she's just getting better, and you know, getting better, you know, with with the more time she had on the floor. It's a career high in minutes last year: twenty eight minutes off the bench. Um, you got to think where that impacts her with, you know, Cam Bates coming back and, you know, MVP Asia Wilson obviously didn't affect, you know, Hamby's growth. But with yeah. Liz back, how much does it change? Um, so that concerns me a little bit. Um, and, and what she what she can what she's going to be able to do, you know, with Liz in the mix as well. If, if it's able to work out and they can bring themselves back to the finals with Liz in the fold and, you know, seemingly just get better from last year then crazy that's that's, that's crazy good yeah um, you know it's, it's definitely like like i said you know it's it's a big signing for vegas because she's such a dynamic player back-to-back six women of the year and you know 
Yeah, what he's was, only twenty six. Yeah, what was the stat? The past couple, like two or three seasons, she's been averaging double digits in points and and scoring over. Yeah, and and almost six rebounds a game, almost. Yeah, uh, seven rebounds a game in the past two seasons, actually. Yeah. T- Ten and seven. I mean, that's that's consistency, and that I mean, you can't you can't. Uh, that's that's huge, especially coming off the bench. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say, yeah, and this is coming off the bench, so imagine what kind of beast she could be if she was a starter. Um, but you know, she's limited, but she's she's she thrives in her role, and she's she's been far and wide the sixth woman of the year pretty much when she's won it. Uh, she's a big piece for Vegas, and you know, I think they they would have had issues had they lost her, they wouldn't be. Uh, definitely back in championship conversations with, with the loss of Hamby, especially depending on where where she had gone if she didn't resign. Uh, so uh, definitely, it's it's major. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Reaction uh, to Brittany Sykes staying in L.A. Uh, you know, we know we talked about the losses that L.A.'s had, and you know, retaining a player that was all defensive last year. How important is that? Yeah, I mean, you know, you look at her and and being part of the second team all at WNBA um, after the trade from uh, I want to say Atlanta, right? Just a couple of years ago, or maybe it was last year. Yeah, yeah, it was it was Atlanta. Her first year with the Sparks was last season. Yeah, you know, you're getting ten ten points a game last year. You know, almost uh two rebounds two assists you know as a point guard to being able to distribute everything like that and still have a scoring threat and you know i think that that's going to be i don't know if it's uh, you know a great enough you know in terms of keeping her uh with losing candace parker and some of the other talent that they've lost but it definitely helps them stay right in that fringe playoff position so that you know they're they're still one of those that you can't say well, I mean, they're going to start tanking or anything like that. They're they're still one of those that I think have the pieces to, you know, they may not make it past the semifinals, but I think they could, you know, get out of the first round. It's possible, you know, especially, you know, they got Nick out there, you know, and they're bringing in Erica like we talked about. Mm-hmm. You know, more than likely you, you might see, you know, Sykes slide into a starting role uh, now with, you know, certain players gone. Uh, she started 14 games out of 21 last season, so uh, yeah. she very well could solidify a starting spot for this next season. Uh, you know, and, and the more minutes she plays, you know, the better she does. The more she scores, uh, every year she's averaged every every year she's uh, had at least 24 minutes a game. She scored in double digits uh, per game in that season. Love to see what the Sparks look like. I still think, like we like we're saying, fringe playoff. But it gives them a chance yeah. to be play, uh, competitive enough to be a fringe playoff team instead of just not one. Yeah. Um, and those other pieces at the top, we, you know, Christy Tolliver coming back too. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see the Sparks the Sparks without Candace Parker. Let's just say that. Um, the other that's, one we want to get to that's today. Still gonna be. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, yeah, that's that's. I, I mean, that might be the weirdest thing for me ever since she got into the WNBA back, what was it, 07, 14 years ago? Yeah, she's it was, all, I think she's it's 2008 always, when she was rookie yeah, of the year. She's always, or an she's MVP. Always, yeah, she's always been a spark. So that, that's going to be that's gonna be so weird. Uh, the other thing we want to get to, and it's our um, the other signing we want to talk about, and, you know, one of the 
the ones more specific to me over here uh, is Kayla Thornton re-signing a multi-year extension to stay in Dallas. Uh, her extension is for two years, 107040 in 2022 and 109,716 in 2023 details for Kayla's extension there. You know, I think a lot of teams talk about, you know, who, what their priority of this off season was and blah, 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 blah. And Greg has already said his priority this off season was to sign Alicia Gray. He did that. And now, you know, next in line was Kayla Thornton, uh, who was going to be a free agent next season to go ahead and put an extension on her because that is his best defensive player out here in Dallas. Uh, she's known yeah. first for her defense, you know, so you, you want to bring, you want to bring her back for not only her defense, but her, uh, her leadership, her leadership yeah. on the floor and off the floor is very important. Uh, you know, I talked to Enrique last year and she said that she's their best defensive stopper and uh, she's one of the best defensive stopper, defensive stoppers in the league and that uh, they follow her. And that's important to hear that, and you know where, you know, Thornton stands, and, you know, she commands that defense. You know, uh, Dallas statistically, and you know, as a team, hasn't had the best defense, uh, you know, in the past four seasons since she's been there, but it's not been any fault yeah. of hers. Yeah. Uh, you know, Dallas, Dallas has actually ranked 11th three times in the past four seasons in defensive rating. Um, so they need you, they need a transition over here with Coach Johnson. Uh, things have to change, but – we all know how valuable Kayla is defensively and she would have been just as valuable as she was in 2019 where she had pretty much her best season. If, uh, if she wouldn't have gotten a little bit of foul trouble this year, uh, she averaged three fouls a game. So, uh, she got five less minutes per game this season, uh, still a big impact player. And, you know, like I said, her leadership and, you know, her defense is, is paramount. And Kayla's a, Kayla's a great person as well. She's not, she's not one that's going to be any drama, uh, she's got social, she doesn't have, she doesn't use her social media. So she's essentially a ghost for the most part, uh, in the off season. She's just, you know, out working, staying ready, uh, you know, playing overseas. Almost um, she wins a lot of, she, from what I've seen over the years with championships and, uh, overseas. So she's just out there putting in more work and getting better, uh, throughout the years. And one of the other more important parts of this for me in this extension is that, uh, you know, Dallas has its second longest tenured player. Uh, well, I mean, it's actually, you know, the same amount of years. Uh, Kayla, Kayla's been in the league one year longer than this person, uh, been longer than Alicia Gray. But yeah. there's only two players on Dallas that have been there longer than, uh, you know, going on three seasons, and that's Kayla and uh, Alicia, who have yeah. been there going on five. Yeah. As, and as young as, as we talked about, uh, you know, for the Wings and, and that they will continue to be one of the youngest teams in the league, having Kayla, having Alicia Gray back for, you know, multiple years is going to be good for that youth. You know, not not this coming year. This is not their, you know, the where I see them making their jump up, but keeping them around for, you know, another year or two. Uh, I think in, you know, you're talking – two or three years from now wings could be up there, you know, with if Seattle falls off, you know, Vegas starts to age, you know, who knows? We'll see two to three years and, though. You know, the window could be opening up for Dallas. And Greg, uh, Greg signing these players to extensions. He's, he's really trying to bury the talk that has been up in the air about, you know, Dallas not being a place where players want to go or want to be. 
he's he's trying to put that in the dirt, you know, with these re-signings of players, you know, Kayla. And he addressed it in the last press conference. So he's he's saying like he didn't understand why play or why, you know, it was going around that this is a place where players don't want to be or like uh players don't want to come to Dallas and things like that. And uh, you know, it looks like he's trying to, you know, bury that rumor or bury or erase that thought from people's minds. Absolutely, yeah. You have to have players who can defend. I gotta put it together for a whole season. Put it, put body yeah. work together, be able to stop players, and you know, not not be at the bottom of the league defensively. You know, no ma- if if you're a terrible defensive team, there's no way you're gonna win a championship. Yeah, no matter how much offensive talent you have, if you can't, you know, if you're getting into you know, kind of Big Twelve football style basketball games, that you're not gonna win too many of those if you don't have any defense. Right. Tell me about it and. You know, Dallas, you know, they've got to get this defense together. You know, they've been able to score. We know they can score. We know Enrique can score. We know Alicia can score. We know, you know, Satu is able to score. Uh, so we know we can put the ball in the basket. Even with the loss of a shooter like Katie Lou, we still mm-hmm. have some shooters. Yeah. But, you know, when, when, when it comes down to it, signing Caleb Thornton back, you know, it's something that needed to happen. Definitely, uh, yes. So... You know, with all this news around the WNBA and the things surrounding Dallas, you know, there are still things floating around Dallas. Like, in, like when you sit back and look at this BJ and this this move that Dallas made and now and now has the top two picks in the mm-hmm. draft, yeah. you have to think that they aren't done. No, no, for sure. There, there, there's going to be some more moves, uh, and it'll be interesting to see what. They do. I mean, we're still two months away from the draft. So, you know, I, I, I've already kind of, you know, said this and I, and I, we kind of talked a a little bit about it and I think I might ask you about it again here in a second, but I just, I don't see Dallas using, you know, all those draft picks and, you know, I, they're, they've already got a near full roster. They're going to have to, you know, uh, either trade away a draft pick or two, maybe, cut you know or trade a player uh it but they're not done wheeling and dealing yet and it'll be interesting to see what they do now with with the addition of that uh number one overall pick and another thing that happened recently but it's really not anything to note they had another trade it was really Mm -hmm. minor though it's but you know i guess i gotta bring it up uh, they traded with Chicago. They made a trade with Chicago, the Chicago Sky on Tuesday, sending the 16th overall pick in this year's draft That's to right. the Sky for Chicago's 2020, uh, 2022 second round pick. Uh, not much of a needle mover at all there, but you know, just something to point out that's happened as far as WNBA uh, transactions go. Uh, yeah. When it comes to when it comes to Dallas, I. They can't, in, in my opinion, they can't afford to get younger. Yeah. Um, and and I, I agree that I don't think they're done making any moves because it just it just doesn't make sense. You 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 claim you want to win and you want to get championships in Dallas. You know, Biv, Biv has been saying this. Um, you know, uh, you want to make the playoffs. You know, Vicky wants to win championships too, but. Getting even younger doesn't say that you want to win a championship. That's just it, like, yeah. you want to rebuild year after year is what it sounds like to me. 
Yeah. Because like you went into this last draft, you got those top pieces in the lottery. You got those three lottery picks. Uh, they're they could be they could be good uh, WNBA players going forward for their career. They could really help out here maybe. But and now you now you've got three in the top five, four in the top ten, and you want to draft them all again and get younger while every other team is you know moving pieces around to get you know older or you know older teams get a little bit younger. You know yeah. I think actually when you look at it I think Seattle got older. Uh, Liberty got yeah. older, which they were as young as Dallas Wings were last season. Yeah. And uh, Atlanta got older a little bit, maybe. Yeah. And uh, Indiana got younger by a little bit with the loss of Dupree and, you know, just got young players now. Uh, and yeah. the addition of Robinson, you know, the, you know, with the, with the, with as young as Cox and McCown, where I think it's more younger. In, in my mind, I don't see them drafting more than two of those top 10 picks. You know, I, I would think yeah. that you would shuffle, you would move probably at this point, since you've acquired number one now, move uh, two and five. Yeah. You move two and five and, you know, draft one and, you know, seven. Yeah. And, uh, and go, on, go on about your bet, about your day. All four just doesn't make sense. And what we see the value kind of on these picks now. So you may have to toss in a player, even if you toss in two picks to get a superstar. Maybe, yeah. unless it's a multi team thing like this one was, where all you had to give up was Katie Lou and, you know, a second round pick to get the number one overall. Yeah, that's insane. So, like, what do you have to give up to get, you know, a, a top name player that's still on the market out there? That's the que- that's know, the question, Drew. That's the question. You know, it's just it's just not going to make any sense to me if they draft them all. Oh my God, yeah. I can't fathom them drafting all four and just being like the average age of twenty three in the league and just like, oh yeah, we're trying to compete for championships. Like what? No. You, yeah. What? And like with all these young players, like everybody just you know, and with everybody getting younger, how do you how how do you manage player development? You know. You know, yeah. you know, Arike is going to grow as a player. She's going to get her minutes. She's going to get her buckets. Satsu's going to get her minutes. She's going to get her buckets, and she's probably going to get better. But those other youth that you got, Ty Harris, Bella Allery, and whoever you draft with all four of those dang picks in this 2021 draft, how are those players going to get any better? It's going to probably stunt growth for, you know, some of the best players coming out of this draft if they have to, you know, manage minutes with other people, you know, at the same – that are like the same age as them. Yeah, definitely. But uh, hopefully, you know, you know, some move is happening, and you know, before this weekend comes or something, or you know, by the time this episode comes out and everybody's listening to it, something may have happened oh. with these picks that we get to come back and talk about the next time. Yes, sir. Yeah, we'll awesome. we'll have we'll have a lot to, more to talk about next time. In fact, I think we'll be uh, kind of going back to what we did last time around with with a look. At, you know, two weeks of NBA action, two weeks more of, of college basketball, and and of course any any more developments that come out of uh, the WNBA free agency uh, the last week or so. You know, right? Though we won't we won't be saying goodbye just yet. No, uh, we are going to go to a quick ad break and come back. We're going to play our with it or quit it game, and then we're going to get out of here. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back right here on the Low Down Sports Show. 
And we are back here on the Low Down Sports Show, guys. We've been talking a lot of WNBA today. Renee Montgomery's retirement, a big trade between Seattle, Minnesota, Dallas, and New York. Four-team trade, uh, extensions all around. Brianna Jones, uh, yes, Jasmine Thomas, both resigning to Connecticut. Kate Thorne resigning to Dallas. Brittany Sykes, extension in L.A. Dierga Hamby, extension in Las Vegas. Player movement, Candace Dupree to Seattle. Danielle Robinson to Indiana. Erica Wheeler to the LA Sparks. Everything that's been going on over the past week or so. Since our last episode, we just recapped it with you for WNBA free agency today. And now, we're here to play our game. With it or quit. It's my favorite game, this, Yes, sir. It is everybody's favorite game. The game where we have five questions. Normally we ask this to our guests, but since it's just us, we ask each other five questions. And we got to answer whether we're with it or we're going to quit it and why. These questions are on the topic at hand. So today we're talking WNBA. So these are WNBA related with it or quit it questions. BJ, do you want to go first? Oh, I I think I I think yeah I think I'll go first because uh, I uh, I think you had me go okay. first last time so okay, Drew are you for question number one are you with <laughs> it or are you gonna quit it that the Vegas Aces are still the favorites to win the title even after all the transactions that we've seen oh I'm with it they have a lot of star power man you know Chelsea Gray coming into the fold you know Cam Bay's coming back. You know, they're losing McBride, but they still got McCautry, one of the most dynamic scorers in the WNBA or that the league has seen. Uh, Hamby staying there, two-time six-woman of the year. They're tooled to come back to the finals. And since Seattle isn't at full strength anymore, and you don't know what Washington is going to look like just yet, it's got to be Vegas that, you know, favorites, man, favorites. All right, good deal. I'm with it. Yes, sir. I didn't, if I didn't already say that. I think <laughs> you did. I, I think you yeah. did. <laughs> okay. Mr. BJ, number one for me. Yes, sir. The Dallas Wings will draft the number one, the number two, and the number five picks in the WNBA draft. No trades. Are you with it or are you going to quit it? Drew, I kind of have the same question for you in a different, a little bit of a different uh, format. My uh, oh, says, don't ask it yet. Okay, okay, all right, all right, all right. So, uh, as you know, you know, there's four in the top ten, and I very realistically could see them drafting uh, at one, two, and five. I think that at in some okay, form or fashion, it. yeah, I'm with it. In some form or fashion, they'll use three of those picks, but I, I don't see them using all four. Okay. Okay. And Drew, I mean, with it or quit it, that uh, they will not draft all four with all four of those picks. I'm with that. I don't think they're going to draft with all four of those picks. I think it would be foolish to draft with all four of those picks. Young. Uh, PJ, it just doesn't seem smart to me. If you want to compete in this league, you need you need veterans. Uh, yeah. A team hasn't won a WNBA championship in this league, being the youngest team in the league since 2008. 
I believe, when the Detroit Shock did it. And I believe their average age was 26. The Dallas mm-hmm. Wings are currently average age of 24. Drafting four more rookies would make them drop at least one year in the average age, more than likely, if you're keeping yeah. what you have. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm not with it. I don't think it's going to happen. It would be insane. You know, I, I believe they're the first team to have both uh, the first and second picks in the WNBA draft in WNBA history. Yes. Uh, so to make history, they may want to follow through and just draft them. Maybe they'll draft and trade. That would be cool. That would be cool. But That'd be interesting. I don't, but I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, I'm with it. That they're, they're not going to draft all four for sure. Um, but on this side of the to be Jen, number two for me, Arike Agumbawale is going to be the 2021 WNBA MVP. Are you with it? Or are you going to quit it? Oh my goodness! Ah, uh, mm-hmm. right, r- right, right now I'm gonna say quit it. Uh, okay. I, I, I think Fair that there's, I think that there's, there's so many good players in the WNBA. It's, it's, it's a tough race. I mean, for sure. Uh, you got to talk about, you know, all the talent that that the Aces have, all the talent that uh, you know, returning in Phoenix, Washington, as you said, the Mystics. Um, you know, I, I, it's just, it's so tough that she's going to have to be like, without a doubt, the best player, you know, and the, the wings are going to have to surprise quite a few people and be on the verge of, of contending for the playoffs. I feel like before she would get some MVP discussion. So I'm, I'm going to say quit it. I, I, but, uh, wings definitely have to be in playoff contention for her to be getting any, any MVP love. All right, Drew. Question number three. With the with the Chicago Sky adding Candace Parker, are you with it or are you going to quit it that they become have become the best team in the Eastern Conference? Mm. I'm going to quit it. I'm going to quit it. It is a good one. I'm going to quit it because. They have yet to make, um, you know, the uh, the semifinals in the WNBA in Connecticut. You know, even though they had a rough start this past season, they were they made it to the second round, I believe. Or I mean, they were a playoff team the year before that. You know, fully tooled before Dewana Bono was there, they were in the finals. Yeah. Uh, so it's been working out there for them. They've got most of the people that they've had. Uh, you know, and added, uh, you know, a player like Dewana Bonner, you know, a champion and former six woman, multi-time six woman of the year. Um, I don't think with the addition of Candace, it makes them definitively the best because of how good uh, Connecticut can be, you know, once John Quill returns and, you know, uh, and what they already have. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to quit it. I'm going to quit it on that one. Cause I think it's, it's up for debate, definitely. Good um, deal. Okay, BJ, number three from me. Yes, sir. The Minnesota Lynx will be a top three team in the WNBA this next season. Are you with it? Or are you going to quit? 
True, I'm 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 with it. They were, you know, only what a, like a game out of it this past season. I mean, you know, granted it was the wobble and and you know, it's not hopefully things aren't going to be that way again uh this season. But, you know, the trades that they made uh I mean, they did lose some some tough some, some you know, some key players with the today's trade. I, I still think they're one of the three best teams in the league. I, I'm going to say with it. Yeah, last season, BJ, they were 14-8, and eight, and mm-hmm. they had their best player injured for the majority of the season. So, you know, to be the fourth seed in the WNBA and your best player injured last season, and this season you're adding Kayla McBride, Natalie Achanwa, Ariel Powers, yeah. best player in Sylvia Fowles is coming back. Yeah. Uh, you've got to think that they're most definitely a top three team and you know possibly top two that's um, it's possible it depends on yeah it depends on how how seattle responds and uh i mean i've still think vegas will be number one but i think seattle and minnesota one of those two teams will probably be the number two seed all right drew question number four to you number four Number four, do the New York the New York Liberty will make a playoff run this year? Are you with it or are you going to quit it? Playoff run? I'm going to quit it. They're going to be lucky enough to make the playoffs. There's no playoff run coming. <laughs> if they did, that would be stunning. I'd be like, Natasha Howard has to be like the MVP of the league. And, mm-hmm. you know, Sabrina has to be like, at least second team all WNBA for them to be making a playoff run. And I don't see that happening just yet. I see Howard possibly being in MVP conversations because whenever she gets the minutes and the reins like that, like she did uh, in Seattle when Stewie was gone, uh, we know, we we know what she can do. Uh, You know, we know what type of player we, we think that uh, Sabrina can be. We just don't know yet. Um, But I don't see playoff run happening. Playoffs at best, at very best. But I'm thinking if playoffs, maybe first round exit in the first year. Um, okay. But definitely, so I'm, I'm going to quit it on this. No playoff run. No playoff run for me. All right. Uh, all right. Number four number from four. me, Mr. BJ. The Seattle Storm miss the playoffs this season. Oh, you quit it. it. Quit Are you quit it. Quit oh, you it. Quit it already. Quit it. Okay. Oh, okay. My I mean, Instant. yeah, the, the storm, you know, the storm have definitely lost some some key players, but I, I just don't see how you can say that they're already going to miss the playoffs. I mean, I I think, you know, with Stewart and, and uh, you know, Stewart and and Subert and, and the some of you know the additions that they've had still, I still think they're a playoff team. You know, they may not be a top you know, two or three seed, but mm-hmm. I still think they're a playoff team. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He's with it. He's with it. Yeah. No, I, I said quit it. That they're, I said quit oh, it. They're, you, that they, 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 oh, sorry. Said, the question was they, they missed the playoffs, right? Yeah. My bad. My bad. Yeah. My bad. So, so I quit it. Yeah. I quit it. Okay. <laughs> and question number five, final question. Well, speaking, staying on, uh, the Seattle Storm. Drew, are okay. you with it or are you going to quit it that the Storm 
have a player on the roster who wins MVP this coming season? So this this question is basically you're saying Stewie or the field? Nobody else is gonna win it. Yeah. Is it Stewie or Stewie is it or the field? field? Yeah, so Stewie or the field? Um, you know, man, she almost won it this year. She could have won it this year, uh, but you know, Asia Asia had a little bit better of a year, uh, and she was she won in the vote column. But it, you know, it's very possible. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. She's you got to have more from her this year. So probably I'm gonna go. I'm gonna quit it though because I I take the field before Stewie. Like if you're asking me, like if 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 for example, if we're back in 23 in 20 2013, and you're asking me LeBron or the field, I'm gonna say LeBron. <laughs> but like in, in this case, with how seldom. You know, it, it is for players to win like multiple MVPs in the WNBA, and you know how how the good pl- how players coming up are becoming even better. You know, not that you know Stewie's still super young, like she's what 20, 24, 25 or something like that. Yeah. And you know, let me actually look it up. Let me look her. She's super young. I know that she is twenty six. She's twenty six. Yeah, MVP already. Two-time champ, two-time all-star. Um, it's very possible that she could win it, but I would take the field over her because one EDD's coming back as well. Not only the gotcha. up-and-coming MVP contention, but former MVPs coming back to be, you know, you know, yeah. be in the way of her possibly getting that again. Yeah, gotcha. so, you know, EDD, she wasn't injured or anything, so well, I mean, she kind of was at the end of the year with with her back. But she said she had that whole year off and, you know, to recover, to, you know, fix whatever was ailing her. So she's going to come back healthy, you know, and, you know, other MVP candidates are coming back healthy as well, Asia Wilson. So you, you take the field over Stewie, but you, you respect how great Stewie is still. Uh, so I'm going to I'm going to quit it. All right. OK, sounds good. You're taking the field. Yes, sir. And number five. Number five. For Mr. BJ. This is this is a uh, this is a big one. Okay. Sue Bird and Diana Taurasi retire after this season. Are you with it? Oh. Oh man. Oh, I don't want to be with it. I want to quit it. I I don't want either one of them to to quit playing. You know, at least not. You know, certainly not both of them the same season. Um, I think it's fair. I think it's it is possible that one of them, I think maybe Sue Bird might be leaning towards you know this being her last last run. I think Tarasi might stick around you know for another shot at a ring if 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 she didn't get it this year. But oh, I mean it's just, when you think about you know two of the, the elder states women of the game. Uh, you know, Tarasi and, and Sue Bird, it would be, it's, it'd be like, you know, Drew Brees, you know, announcing his retirement in the NFL. If, if that is you know, as expected the case, you know, one of those players that, you know, pretty much everyone likes and, and you, you'd hate for her not to either one of them, not to be, you know, playing even, even if they, you know, transition to a coaching role or if they're still associated with the team in, in some respect, it's just one of those things that's, not the same. So I, I'm, I'm hoping 
that that saying quit it is the right response here just for because you know of how i feel and and how you know respected those players are guys that's going to be it for this episode guys this is the closing out of episode six six episodes in guys it's been really it's been fun and a lot of a lot of w action lately it's been it's getting it's getting me pumped for the season so yes sir uh, yes sir good, good episodes coming in uh guys make sure you guys check us out on on all platforms uh check out the podcast make sure you guys subscribe uh leave a review uh leave a rating as well definitely helps out in many many ways uh, next time we will see you guys next time uh, for the lowdown episode seven. Make sure you guys stay tuned. We will let you know uh, updates on that through social media on our Twitter at the underscore lowdown on Twitter. Make sure you guys go follow us on Twitter to stay in tune with the podcast for all you listeners out there. Again, that is at T H a underscore lowdown on Twitter. Uh, that's the end of this episode, guys. Thanks for showing up for the Lowdown Episode 6. We'll catch you again next time.